0: Are cut. And the little boy, growing up, say that with me, growing up, we're in a little series in the first service here, now next week we'll be talking about our country, amen, praise God, but today we're looking at, last week was Father's Day, how to, how to be favored as a dad, today is transitioning from a boy to a man, can you say that with me, transitioning from a boy to a man, and if you're, if you're a lady here, you say, well, what's this going to do for me, well you just listen, you might get something out of it, amen, come on. It'll be a blessing to you. Let's go. Let's look at the message. Let's push me, Raj. Now, a man is defined, this is me writing, by three major themes. Now, there could be others. I didn't get them all. I get that, okay? But three major themes I'm thinking of. Number one, a son. A son. A man's defined as a son. A man is defined, can be, certainly, if he gets married, as a husband. Amen? And then finally, as a father. As a father. And I know that's what's been, it's defined my life. A son. I'm the son of a man named Pleasant Charles Clark. Pleasant. His first name was Pleasant. His mama looked out the window. It was a pleasant day. Named him Pleasant. Get your name before you have the baby. Okay, you listen to me. You might do something crazy. Pleasant. So my dad said, just call me P.C., (laughs) or call me Bud, amen? I don't mention my dad a lot. It's not because dad was a bad person. It's that uh, he worked a lot, 16 hours a day in a mill, a cotton mill. He went to the 7th grade, uh, divorced my mama when I was 11. I didn't really know him that well, and he had a stroke when I was in the 8th grade and lost his sight in his eye, and he lived another 10 years, but he didn't have the life that he had, could have had, and he, and he smoked like crazy, and he drank, and uh, that's life. That's called life in Rockingham, where I came from, amen? So that was my dad, and I'm the son of, of uh, Ann Clark. Her name was Annie Locke Reynolds, was her kid name growing up, then Clark, and then she married, after my dad and her divorce, she married a man named Riley, T.A. Riley, and he ended up killing my mother. But that's who I am. Y'all hear me. I'm the son of PC and Ann Clark. And that defined who I would be. Then as a young man, I ended up getting married when I was 21. And I had young uns. had Mitch when I was 25. And Elise when I was about 28 years old. Amen? And now I have other little young ones again. Amen? That I was uh, privileged to adopt. So I've got a little six-year-old and a nine-year-old. And uh, so God's blessed me. Amen? But this is how you're defined. This is how I see it anyway. So let's talk about it today. Transitioning in and through each of these from son to husband to father it requires, say it with me, mental and what? Emotional balance. A lot of people, it doesn't take a whole lot to go make a baby. You hear me, yes or no? But to live and to be a dad and to support that young and to love that wife, I mean, it's going, you're going to have to have some help here. Yes or no? Amen. Say. Our country's in a mess. Y'all know that, don't you? There's whole epidemics going on now in places like West Virginia. West Virginia, where so many people are hooked on Oxycontins and opioids. It's terrible that grandparents, the percentage in West Virginia, in the state of West Virginia, of grandparents raising their kids' kids all because of these opioids and drugs. It's terrible. I'm telling you, we need help in our country. This is a big deal today, talking about fatherhood. So as a son, let's look at that one. From boy to man, that transition from boy to man. And as a husband, through love and respect, you don't just get married. I do. There's a whole lot more to it than that. And love and respect. We're going to talk about it a little bit this morning. And then as a father, by nurture and discipline and raising the young uns, It takes some work. Y'all hear me or not? Have I bored you to tears already or what? Something we need. Growing up, transitioning from a boy to a man. How do you do it? Let's just look at the word a little bit this morning. So let's look at son first of all. From a boy to a man. Amen. That's what we want our kids to be. Here's the word I came up with. Say that word with me. It's a dirty word. Say it with me. One more time. One more time. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. To have a boy go to a man and become a responsible human being. Amen. To be responsible. What does all that mean? It means accountable. It means reliable. I can count on you. You show up. You do what you're supposed to do. It doesn't just happen. Y'all hear me or not? Distinguishing between what? And what? You're not a boy anymore. You become a man. You put away childish things. You have to understand what's right and what's right. I used to do this when I was like a teenager. You ain't one no more, Okay? People are counting on you. Y'all hear me. Can you imagine what it was like to grow up in my house? About like it is to be in the church. Amen? Except you get to see all my warts and wrinkles when you're at the house. And all my shortcomings. Amen? They so don't worship me, man. This message is for me. I need to be responsible. Philippians says about Jesus, Let this mind be in you. And it's talking to us now. Which was also in who? Christ Jesus. Where did he have his mind? He was in the form of God. And he didn't think it was robbery. Here he is God. And he had no problem knowing he's God because he is God. But you know what? He looked at you and me down here on this earth. And he took it put upon himself. The responsibility upon himself to come and make sure you and I could go to heaven and be saved. And even though he's God, the Bible says he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That, that word means that he didn't grasp at his Godhead and hold on to that. He was willing to let go. Even though he's the God man, he was willing to let go and come down here so that you and I could be saved. That's somebody who's responsible. That's somebody who we can look up to. Amen? He took upon, He made himself of no reputation. Let me tell you something. If Gary Clark was God and left heaven as God and come down here, everybody knows I was God. You hear me say? But not Jesus. He humbled himself. He took upon him the form of a what? And he was made in the likeness of who? You and me. This is, this is Jesus. He being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He became obedient unto what? That was, he took upon him that responsibility. He took upon him that responsibility to die for us because nobody else could do it. That's what he did. Guys, this is what we're shooting for. Y'all hear me, yes or no? And you can't get out of bed and go to work. Are you kidding me here? Say yes or no. He can do that, but we can't stay faithful to our wife. Who are you talking to? Say. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Come on. So, even the death of the cross, Jesus Christ, responsible. The Bible says, we said it last week in the message, God will bless you if you do this. Be responsible. If you don't provide for your own, especially those in your own house, the Bible says you've denied the faith. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you can memorize. If you don't take care of your family and you're able, you're able to work and go do, go do it! and Take care of your family. This is a faithful thing. This is how we show, we show others that we love Christ by loving each other. But listen, you show others you love the Lord by loving your family. And you show that you love your family by providing for your family. Not everything that people want. You can't give everybody everything they want. Got it? I got a buddy of mine. Bless his heart. He works himself to the bone to give his wife everything she wants. Now that sounds noble. I don't think it is. Did you hear me? Listen. You might not give everybody everything they want, but you provide for your family what they need. You hear me? Yes or no? Am I talking old school to you today or not? You heard all the music. thing. This is a young school church. And the old joker gets up. It's like, man, this is like back in the country. Yeah, we're juking you here, ain't we? Come on. The Bible says we're worse than an infidel, an unbeliever, if we don't provide for our family. This is transitioning. The Bible says whatsoever you put your hand to do, you find your hand to do, do it with all your what? If you got a job, do it with all your might, guys. You hear me? Yes or no? Quit belly aching and whining about it. You stay right there at that job you got till another job opens up, and you go over there and work that other one hard. All right? But while you got that job, do it with all your might. Yes or no? Say. Complaining, backbiting, going behind the boss's back—that's because you a boy. Did you hear me say? Grow up, amen. Say, that's ugly, ain't it? By the way, this is how we talk to the ball team, right, coach? <laughs> Come on, be a man. Amen, say. That's why I love sports. Nobody else can do your job, right, coach? Say. If you've got a job on the line, do the job. There's 11 players for a reason, right? Amen. And you're the husband in that home or you're that son, you're that person that's working, do your job. This is what the Bible says. I love this kind of preaching because it jacks my jaws a little bit. Amen, say. Don't think I'm talking down to you. I ain't. This is Gary talking. Gary, do your job. Amen. Say. Nobody has to knock on my door on Sunday morning and get me out of bed to come here and pastor this church. You understand that? Yes or no? I'm not saying that to brag. I'm, I'm giving the Lord all the credit. I'm glad that somewhere along the way a work ethic got inside of me. Amen. And that's what I think is important. I think we need to transition from a boy to a man. For there's no work, no device, no knowledge, no wisdom in the what? I'll do it tomorrow. You might be dead tomorrow. How about that? And ain't going to be nothing happening down there. All right? Okay, you're going to stand before the Lord. You're going to give an account what you did. That's what the Bible teaches. So being a man, say this part with me. Help me out, church, because I, I felt alone this morning. Here we go. Being a man is to be responsible to be and to be can we say it one more time because it feels good one more time being a man is to be to be and to be you didn't know what being a man was did you? now you found out eh? that's a a mouthful right there let me ask you this if in this country people were responsible reliable and accountable you think it'd be a different world Aren't you, are you kidding me? This is what the Bible teaches. I don't know about that Bible. It's all crazy. It ain't crazy. It's really old-fashioned. Amen. It's what made a, this country great. It's what makes homes great, marriages great. It's what makes a business great. You own a good business, you be accountable. You be reliable. You be responsible. And before you know it, you're probably going to have a successful business. Isn't that crazy? Yes or no? Amen. And work six days. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't say work three. It says work six. Do you know it says six? It says six. You give me a man that will work six days who will be accountable, reliable, and responsible. And I'll show you a man that has plenty. You hear me, yes or no? He will have plenty in this country. Amen. Amen. Come on. Good stuff. It's to be able to distinguish between right and wrong. To transition from a boy to a man is to be able to see right from wrong. And then to do what? See, as a boy, that's where dad comes in. And mom. But especially dad. To show that right and wrong. Because sometimes we can, I know what it's like, man. We can get off the track a little bit. Amen? And we need that guidance. But at a certain point in time, man, you have to be the one making the decisions for your life. Amen? Say, Let's go. Jesus, when he was baptized, he went up straight out of the water and, lo, the heavens were opened on him. He's 30 years old. He's getting baptized by John. And he saw the Spirit of God descending upon him, lighting on him like a dove lit right on him. And, lo, a voice from heaven said this. Say it with me. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this is what Jesus heard. He heard basically these three statements. I think every dad needs to say this. Pop it up for me. God said, this is my son. There's nothing greater for a father than to see a son who is responsible. I can't tell you the joy and thrill it is for me to see my son sing for the Lord. And I've done it for years. I've sung. I've led worship. But I'm 55 now. I still will sing. I'll still open up and belt it out. But I just can't keep doing. Amen? I can do what I can do. But I love to see Mitch and a lease, and, and that's why I look at the rest of them up here like my young ones. I, that's what I say on Sunday. I claim these people. Amen. You hear me or not? That's what we need to tell our kids. I claim you. I love you. That's what Jesus heard. I love you. And then these words right here. Say them with me, these last five words. Say it with me. I am proud of... We can say what we want, but parents who have irresponsible children who have children who are not reliable, it is really hard for them to say, I'm proud of you. Y'all hear me, yes or no? I mean, we say it because we're trying to be nice, right? Yes or no? But it's so much easier to tell a kid you're proud of them when they're accountable, when they're reliable, and when they're responsible. And when they're faced with right and wrong, they do what? How can you say to a kid who does wrong, I'm proud of you for doing wrong? Can you say that? I can't say that. Say, I'm proud of you for screwing up your life. Can you say that? Yes or no? Amen. Tough this morning. So, responsible. Responsible. So, growing up, transitioning from a boy to a man. Let's see what else we can find this morning. We're just walking. Now, here's husband. You think that was hard. <laughs> You're like, man, we got to get out of here. Y'all feeling all right today or not? Say, so, here we go. Husband, love and respect. Here's what the Bible says. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's some strong stuff right there. How are you supposed to love your wife? Like Jesus loved you. Whoa! That's some serious love. He's God didn't hold on to being God. Came down to this earth. Made in the likeness of men. Died on the cross so you and I, our sorry tales, could have everlasting life. That's how you're supposed to love your wife. You better hope you don't grew up. Amen. Say, you better hope you're responsible, reliable, and some accountable going on. Because you're going to have some hard times. Because that's who Jesus was. Men ought to love their wife as their own what? I'm finding out how much I love Gary the older I get. Man, when stuff hurts, like ow. And I want to take care of it, amen. (laughs) I just do. We're to love our wives like we love our own bodies. Like we take care of ourselves. Amen. He that loves his wife loves who? And by the way, we saw in last week's message God will bless you if you'll do this. His favor will rest on you. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as, as himself. And look at this last part. And, and and the wife see that she does what? Can you say that with me? That's an old-fashioned word. See that she what? Reverence her husband. The word is respect. Being a husband and being a, a, a wife is yes, love, but love manifests itself in respect. Did you hear me say? Love manifests itself in respect. To be respectful. So that's my word. So for a son, the word was responsible. For a husband, the R word is, say it with me, it's what? Respectful. As a husband, we are to respect our wives, but then we're also to be a person who is respectful. Are you a man who your wife can respect? Not saying you're perfect. Not saying we don't have issues. We're still sinners. I get that, guys. But we need to be people that our family can respect. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Would it be a different country if we live like that? Yes or no? Amen. And our homes will be different. The word respect or respectful means to hold in honor, to show consideration. Sometimes we want this out of our wife and out of, their, out of our young ones, but we're not we're not respectable. This is God's plan for us to be respectable. To have balance as a husband, you must love, honor, and respect your wife. Say that with me. Let's start again. To have balance as a husband, you must what? Love. Help me. Honor and do what? Respect your wife. And wait a minute, we're not done. I missed this for years, this part. And love yourself enough to expect the same for you. Did you hear me? If you're a husband and you're respectful and you are accountable and responsible and reliable, not perfect, you need to expect respect. You need to expect respect. I'm not talking about lick my shoes, be subservient to me. No, 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 no. But if you live your life thinking you don't matter and you're a bum and you're no good, it's going to kill your home. And if you don't love yourself enough to respect yourself enough to say, you know, certain things I just won't tolerate. Y'all hear me, yes or no? I hope you're getting my drift this morning. Husband, love and respect her. Yes, do you love and you respect your wife, guys? Husbands, are you listening to me today? I know it's Father's Day week. It's after Father's Day, but trust me, we can use two weeks on this, okay? I could make a living probably just going around talking to husbands, you know, because we need help, amen? Come on, but do you respect your wife? I hope you can say yes. Pray for me. You say, how can I pray for you, Pastor? Pray for, for, pray for me. I want to respect Kim more. I've been married five years. This is not something I know. That's wow, ain't it? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Been married five years, and uh, I want to respect her. And sometimes I'll be I'll be doing something with her or something, and something will just hit me, and I'll look at her. And I'll just say, you know what? I just fell in love with you a little more. And that's the eyes I want to have as a husband. I want to have eyes that can see. And show that respect when I see things, and I'm not talking about little works or nothing like that. It's just things I see sometimes. I don't, I don't know. I can't. It's hard to explain it. Amen. But I just want to keep falling in love, more in love, and I want to be showing more respect as a husband. That's what I want. Pray for me that I'll do that. Yes or no? Amen. I don't want to be disrespectful to her. That's not what I want. So, but wait a minute. Do you love and respect yourself, sir? You love and respect yourself. You ought to look at your life. Do I love and respect me? Now, guys, we we know we're not perfect, but are you accountable? Are you responsible? Are you reliable? You know, how do you speak to your wife? How do you speak to your kids? How do you talk to other people? How do you treat folk? Amen. Well, I'm just—I've been mean my whole life. That's the way I'm going to be. You can change. Amen. Say so we're here to change, right, Chuck? That's what, Chuck, he prayed this morning. He thanked the Lord that we had a church where we could come and hear the Word and we could change. Amen? And he prayed to the Lord that I wouldn't change the words, you know, to fit the needs of the people, but that we'd preach the Word here so that the people can change. Amen? Because I don't know about you, I didn't grow up hearing this. But this is who I want to be. Expect respect. Say that with me. Expect respect. Wives, you need to expect that. You need to expect respect. Husbands, you need to feel this and believe this. You need to expect respect, not as a hammer. That's crazy. We don't do that. But it's a good thing to expect respect. Amen? feel like this message is putting you to sleep. Respectful. Respectful. Full of respect for your wife, for yourself. That's what the message is. Husbands, that transition, that transition that we go through. We're not just born like this, but I'm telling you what, when you have a home, a father and a mother that aren't perfect, but that model this to the kids, wow, are those kids ever off to a better start? Amen? Wow. But like me, broken home, fighting. The other day, somebody was talking, it was Mitch. Mitch was talking about cooking in a cast iron frying pan. He's turning into a cook now. And he buys this stuff online. He bought him a cast iron frying pan. And the first thing I thought of was that's the same kind of pan my mama hit my daddy with. (laughs) You see the difference in growing up? Say, he sees the pan as, man, it's good. I bought it online. It cooks food good. I go, it works good as a hammer on somebody's head. So if we can raise the young ones in an environment like this, not perfect, guys, I get that, and I know it's hard. I know if you're a single parent here, and a, and a mom especially, bringing your kids to church, and there's not a dad. And I know this is—I'm just talking about dads for a little while, and I don't do this to put you down or to make you feel sad. But this is this is what the Bible teaches, amen. And this is a lot of times why you're experiencing the pain that you're experiencing. Somebody didn't do what the Bible says. And now you're having a hard road to hoe because of it. Amen. Say, God's not out to punish you. God's there to love you. His Word is to love us and to teach us what's right. This is beautiful. Father. That's the last one. Like I said, I could have put brother and I could have put cousin and all that, but we ain't got all day. Alright? So we got son we got husband, and we got father. Amen? And this is the order, by the way. (laughs) It'd be nice if you get married and respect your wife and respect yourself before you bring little babies in the world. Amen? Say, if it happens, it happens. I get that. And it is what it is, and you're where you're at. And you need to plug into the program of God's Word. But, 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 God has a way that He would like family to be. And this is the best way. It's the most healthy way. And it's the right way. And that's what I'm trying to get across to us today. But a father. The word I put up there is nurture and discipline. Nurture and discipline. Nurture and discipline. I could talk all day on this, but we won't because we're going to be running out of time. Nurture. Nurture. To lovingly care for your kids. As a father, we're to lovingly care for our kids. I tend to be hard... No, not you, Clark. Yeah. I expect, hey! And that was all I had to say. Amen, say. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. But along with that needs to be nurturing. I've been spending time not because I want to, trust me. I've been camping, and it's been nice, but when it's raining, it's a little rough. You know what I mean? I'm in a camper... But still, everything's sort of wet, and it's just, you know, it's not, it's not like... I just couldn't wait to get back to my bed. And a real shower that the shower ain't... You know, the show, you got all the water on you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm heavy, and in the camper shower floors, I feel like I'm going to give through and fall in the ground. They were made for smaller people. But anyway, uh, but I was up there camping, and I've got the two little ones, and Hannah has been with us. Many of y'all have been praying for Hannah health and it seems to be better and that's one of the reasons Kim has been gone and take Hannah away and the young ones and just to love on her and get her away from here because she's been having a lot of issues been in and out of hospital and so she's been doing pretty good amen praise the Lord yeah thank the Lord I know y'all been praying for her awesome (laughs) but one of the reasons I'm there is to show nurture to the kids and to nurture them and to love on them you understand what I'm saying they need a dad they need me there and I've been doing that some it's important Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up what in the what? Nurture and admonition of the Lord. I'm always having to do that. I'm having to admonish them. They're six and nine. Seems like I worked for three years on not lying. And the other day, we're riding down the road in the truck, in the truck, me and, and my kids up there in, in, in uh, wherever I was at, Pennsylvania. Riding through the hill. <laughs> Going towards Clarion, if y'all know where I'm at. And all of a sudden, Danny, six years old, hauls off and spits in Abby's face. Sitting right next to me. I mean, you got to work at this fathering thing. You hear me say. I had to deal with that. And trust me, I dealt with it. Amen. Say. So, And who knows what Abby did. I don't know. There's problems, okay? But this is fatherhood. Amen? And then I'm riding along little father. And we'll say it because Danny ain't here. And man, she's over there eating boogers. I'm 55 years old. But I'm still having to be a father and deal with this crap. You hear me, yes or no? So, I'm going to tell you what I said. It's going to make you sick. I'm going, say, I'm going to say something to you. Your head, you know, your head, you have sinus issues and all this mess going on in your head, kids. You see that? Your head, your head poops out your nose. This part of your body poops out the other part. I think I could be rich because of this. I could be on Dr. Phil or something with that. Parents ought to start saying that. Get your kids to stop eating boogers. That's just your nose pooping. And then Abby is like, Dad, please stop. We don't want to hear about it. I'm sorry. Nurture. Discipline. Amen. Say. Come on, guys. Training that teaches and develops self-control. Now, I've got the youngest, but boy, it just—it just, it just get, as the kids get older, boy, it's important. Teaching responsibility. And this message is for girls, boys, doesn't matter. Here's what the Bible says. Teach your kids this, guys. These six things that the Lord hates. Seven are abomination to them. A proud look. Being full of yourself, full of pride. God hates that. As a father, you should too. A lying tongue. Be hard against that. Not going to fly. Hands that shed innocent blood. God hates that. Any kind of hitting and violence and mess like that. Listen, guys, that's not what we do. Yes or no, say. Not going to fly in this family. There's more to being a dad that meets you out here. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. God hates that our head just thinking these wicked things. It's as tough as a dad. You're the one who's in their life. Mom, too. I get that. Parenting. Feet that be swift to what? Mischief. Running to trouble. Getting into trouble. A false witness. Isn't that something he put that in there? A false witness. Somebody that lies about somebody. And somebody that sows discord among the brethren. A gossip. Don't let your kids do that. You hear me, yes or no? Don't let your kids come home and talk about this Johnny did live whatever Johnny. Well, hush him out. Listen, we're not going to talk about other people. That's not what we do here. You hear me, yes or no? If there's a problem at school and one of the kids is causing you a problem, you let me know about it. But otherwise, we're not going to play this little game. And don't have those little kids, little things at school, get in little groups where you talk about one another. Amen or o oh me. This is all from the Bible. My son, keep your father's commandment. Don't forsake the law of your mother. What your parents teach you. Bind them continually upon your heart. And tie them about your neck. Amen? Say. This is the goal of parents, to teach kids. As a dad especially. When you go, it's going to lead you. When you sleep, it's going to keep you. When you wake up, it's going to talk with you. Amen? And walk with you throughout your day. Say this verse with me. Fathers, this is what we're trying to teach our kids. And this is who we want to be as well. Say this verse with me. A good name... Say it with me. Is rather to be what? Chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and what? Instead of letting your kids see, oh man, I'm always making the money, the money, the money, the money. How much time do you spend on respecting yourself and respecting your wife and, and having a good name? Amen. Say. One of the things I want in this town is that my young ones, especially Mitch and Elisa as they're older, even as my young ones are coming up again, that people can say Gary's name, Pastor Gary, or Gary Clark, and even if they don't like preachers, they'll say, "You know what? I'm not a Christian. I'm not a I'm not a church going person, but I like him." You hear me? Yes or no? And he's a good guy. He doesn't lie to your face. Doesn't cheat you. That's what I want said about me. You hear me? Yes or no? Good name. Where'd I get that from? The Bible. By humility and the fear of the Lord are what? Riches and honor and life. So we're just talking a little bit today. We're almost done. Train up a child in the way he should what? And when he's old, he'll what? He'll not depart from it. You get this down in you, Dad. Mom too. Especially you moms that are single moms. Let me tell you something. you got the job of two right now. And you've got to be tough and you've got to be strong. You've got to be tough and you've got to be strong. A mother is a nurturer, but a single mom has to be a nurturer and also somebody that disciplines. You hear me? Yes or no? You have to do that. To have a fighting chance to raise these young ones, I'm telling you, you have to be that way. Resolute, resolute, resolute is my word. Resolute for Father. Be resolute. That's a word you don't hear much. It means to be firm in your purpose. As a father, you must be firm in your purpose. We're going to do right if hell freezes over. Amen. Say. Be firm. Be firm that you're going to love your wife. Be firm that these kids are going to grow up with a, with a daddy. Amen. Say. Even if it's a broken family, I get that. You be firm that they're going to know that I exist, that I'm a father, that I'm in their life, that I care. Be firm in that. Be determined. Resolute, guys. Resolute. That's what the Bible teaches. The transition from lovingly caring to teaching and training self control re- requires being firm in purpose, and it requires in having some serious what? As a dad, how many dads have you felt broken before? Let me just see your hand. I mean, you just about all I could do. About broke your back, man. About broke you. Not talking this kind of break. I'm not about. Thought you were going to crack up. It takes being firm in determination. Amen. And that's why we come to church on a Sunday morning to hear his word, to be encouraged by one another, and to be strong. So growing up, responsible, respectful, and resolute. You've heard of three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. Well, for the man, here it is right here. Responsible, respectful, and resolute. Amen. And this is what we want our men to be. Growing up, transitioning from a boy to a man. That's my two cents on it. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord with me. Amen. Thank you for your word, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have a whole nother message next hour on.